When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Athletic Greens, Greens, Athletic Greens, Athletic Greens, who likes some AG? AG I just wrote their jingle. AG1. You know, you've not, you know, I feel like it's someday, on someday, you're going to share things with your boys, Oliver, that Mm -hmm. we probably shouldn't talk about publicly. But over the past two weeks, I have shared with my daughters my scoop of athletic greens. Wow. That's generous. That's gold. It is that's gold. Like giving away gold. It is yeah. giving away gold. I so basically between the two of them, I've given them one hundred fifty high quality vitamin, minerals, whole food source up superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help start their day right. And that's just being a good dad, right? That's great. No, you're looking out for your girls. So if I'm doing the math right, that's seventy five high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source, superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens per scoop. Correct. Thank you. You're amazing. I was a math major. Uh, It's an amazing supplement that starts my day every day. No BS, no false advertising. They They are the reason I feel so good in the morning. And, and that's the mm-hmm. truth. I, I will not start my day without Athletic Greens. Mm-hmm. Me too. And by the way, this is a great time to start. It is the new year. It is time to start fresh, even if it lasts three or four weeks, meaning we all sort of have this idea that life will change and then four weeks go in and <laughs> all of a sudden you're back to normal. Athletic Greens has stuck with me for years. It's the time to start. Wake up, put it in your shaker, pour a scoop in, down it, and you're done for the day. You don't have to mess with pills and lunch pills and after dinner pills and pre-dinner pills. Boom, you're done. And and here's the here's the beauty. It's lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, all that, one scoop contains all those vitamins and minerals and contains less than 1 gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good and it does. I wouldn't eat this stuff every day or drink it every day if it didn't taste good. And they have over 7,000 five-star reviews recommended by pro athletes, trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss, who used to have a show uh, with, uh, at least we had, uh, both had shows on DirecTV, Michael Gervais. It's, these are people that know what they're looking at and they are Athletic Greens supporters. Mm-hmm. Yum. Yummy, 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 yummy. And, and by the way, one more thing. It, it, it is, th- this company was created organically. You know, the founder had crazy gut health issues, and, and, and he was on all these complicated supplement routines. It cost him a ton of dough, and then he created an experience for himself to heal himself, and it turned into this business. So it, it's, it's real. It works. I take it every day. Joe takes it every day. And guess what? Now all yous are going to take it every day. 
To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash daddyissues, athleticgreens.com slash daddyissues. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance now. Now! Hey there, you got, uh, you look tired, buddy. I'm not going to lie to you. You usually are the better looking one of the two of us, but you look like you're worn out. You okay? Yeah, I've been waking up at like 5.30 for the last four mornings, I think. I've been having to do press for this this television show that aired on Fox on Monday. Um, and so, yeah, I am. You're not wrong. I am tired. I'm a bit haggard. Uh, but, you know, I'm in good spirits. How did the show you know, so do? The inside doesn't reflect the outside. How did the show do? And what were your feelings on it before, during, and after? Well, the um, the show was the largest hour premiere in two years that Fox has had. Hey, hey. so that's a positive, right? Um, as far as numbers go, I don't think that even matters anymore. Uh, all numbers are anemic these days, especially in network television, because th- there's just so much content. Um, but it doesn't matter. It, it was uh, it was the biggest premiere in two years, you know, for Fox drama. That's good. And I watched Monday Night Football instead. I, I watched Big Ben sort of. You know, I, I watched his last game. I, I didn't watch the show. We watched the last half hour, I guess. You know. Was that the first time you had watched it, like, put together, though, and you didn't watch the entire episode? Yeah. No, well, see, I wasn't really in it. I was in the last, you know, four seconds of it to pop my character in there to give some idea that there's an FBI guy going to be after her. Um, I had seen the pilot on my phone in this summer when I decided to do it. They, they sent me the pilot, or when I was questioning whether to do it or not, they sent me the pilot. So I had seen the pilot. But I will tune in for the second episode, even though I know I'll I'll hate myself. But I, I I'll do it anyway. You know, it's so weird, and and you're you're like every other actor I know, and we've talked about this before. So sorry for the listeners, but for anybody that's tuning in possibly for the first time, I I don't know anybody, and I don't care who it is, maybe even McConaughey, who's the most <laughs> cocksure guy of all time. I don't know mm-hmm. anybody who likes watching themselves act. It's mm-hmm. it's like you watch with one eye, and that that eye is half closed, and you're covering your ears, and you're dissecting every inch of your body and your reactions. Yep. And oh, I wish I yep. had done played this differently. And it's just it's more anxiety than it's worth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's stages. By the fifth or sixth viewing, then you can sort of settle into the show, you know, but it takes five times. I'm talking about one episode, watching me watching it five times for me to finally just be like, okay, let it go and watch the show. So the first stage, these are the stages of grief, you know, as an actor. (laughs) The first stage is just the physical appearance. So, boom, you come on screen and immediately like, oh, my God, my my crow's feet are the fucking Grand Canyon. I look 100. And you're like, God, oh, no. Oh, no. My. Okay, then there's that. 
And then once you get over that, you rewatch the scene. And now you're looking at how you are delivering each line, you know, and you're you're saying, oh God, what a, I can't believe I did that. And oh no, you know, and, and then you go through the anger phase where you get angry at the editors because you say, I, that's bullshit. There was a better take there. And, and they cut out half the scene and then, you know, so there's stages. And then finally you can settle in and, and just accept it. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least for your, your little five minute pop on or five second pop on, did you feel like you were Okay. I, I uh, put it this way. Um, I'm going to go see a couple doctors in the off season. You know what I mean? Who, uh, who, who have nice little syringes in their, in their desk well, drawers. Did, did you tear your ACL? Juice, juice what what happened? You tear your ACL? <laughs> Labrum? No. I, yeah. I, I tore my, I tore my crow's feet. You know, I need them. I need them repaired. I don't know, dude. I mean, everyone is like, what are you talking about? You're a fucking man, and it's where you're supposed to look, and you're an FBI guy, and you're weathered. I'm Do like, you think Clint Eastwood ever cared or looked at his crow's feet and thought, ugh, I got to get rid of these no. deep lines? <laughs> no. No, no. Neither did Robert Redford. No. You know, uh, but... I don't know. I don't know. It's, uh, you know, the real issue is, I mean, there's a lot of real issues, but this particular one, when they put makeup on your face, and you might know this, I don't know, because you, you do have to wear makeup to be on TV, but if they cake too much makeup on, it gets into the lines of your face and it, it pronounces them. It exaggerates your, your lines, right. your wrinkles. I would rather wear no makeup in a TV show. Because then it's just natural. They, they, they put the thing in, and then, it, and then it, it gets a little old during the day, and it cakes in there, and then, and then you look, you know, 78 years old. Here's what I don't understand, and, and this is a very good topic. Um, I don't understand. So we have uh, – Troy and I now use Aaron Andrews' makeup artist. Her name's mm -hmm. Jillian Gregory. She's phenomenal. She will do our makeup, and it takes, no lie, 25 seconds. There, there's, mm -hmm. there's barely a dusting. There's not too much. Mm -hmm. Then I go into baseball playoffs, and I'm not with my football crew. And we're hiring mm -hmm. people, you know, that, that work in Houston and people that work in L.A. And people that, it doesn't matter where they work. It's, it has nothing to do with what city we're talking about. All over. Couldn't, Atlanta, anywhere. Um, and it takes them 15 minutes. And I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. Why Why do I look better on football and I look less made up and more natural on football and it takes under half a minute? And I sit mm -hmm. here for baseball and I show up and I look like an Oompa Loompa. It's, I, <laughs> I, I look orange. I look, yeah. I, I look absurd. And yeah. I, I don't get – so I don't understand why – in the makeup industry, there's such a disparity between yeah. artists who are one's got, yeah. they've got all the tricks, you know, and then they're like, at the end, they're like, I'm going to spray you down. This will hold everything in place. I'm like, how much stuff is on my face? I'm on camera for a minute and a half. I don't want to wear mm -hmm. this the entire game. Then you do it in the summer at the All-Star game and it's 138 degrees. And that stuff's dripping down <laughs> into your shirt, like broadcast news. And I, I, I don't, 
I, I, I can't wrap my head around why it's so different. The, the, the line is different in every city and there's no industry standard. It should be like brush, brush here, brush, brush there and a couple of fa-la-las and then you're done. Fa-la-las. <laughs> That's yeah, how we spend our day I, away in the merry old land of Ours. I agree. I, 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 I think that maybe as a makeup artist, you feel like you have to do something rather than spend 15 seconds. So they, you know, might cake it on a little bit. No, more, that's you that. Know, the, I, no, I'm so thankful you just said that because that that is what I was. That was my point is they get there four hours before the game. In your case. They're there at dark in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then they're sitting yeah. around. They're like, okay, time to go make up Oliver. Now, if they did 20 seconds and quit, I think their guilt and their conscience would go, I, I just spent all day here for that. So I'm going to make this like I am doing a Rembrandt. And and it's it just doesn't it doesn't look as good as just natural with no shine on your glossy areas, which is really mm -hmm. all makeup is supposed to do. And my issue is, is, is you know, I'm too nice. Uh, you know, I, I, I never want to hurt anyone's feelings. So sometimes my makeup will get done and they're like, all right, ready to go. And like, I'll see you later. And I'm like, looking in the mirror, I'm like, oh my God. Like, I'm like, all right, like, take it easy. And I'm like, I'm like Jesus Christ. But, but then you're yeah. going to go but wear that on camera. Of course. And I, I should just say, Hey, you know, look, it's it's too heavy. I got to take this down. I am sorry. I love you, you know, but like I got to I got to take it down. I got to try. You know what? If this show gets picked up, and by the way, Gretchen, who's my makeup artist on on the show is amazing and and she's such a great woman and and she did my makeup great. There's no doubt about that. So this is this, that's moments. all bullshit, but go ahead. Gretchen won't get upset. She doesn't listen. So just No, no, no. It. I'll be I'll be I'll be straight up. Gretchen is badass. Like sometimes Gretchen, sometimes it's really subtle and good and then, you know, sometimes it's heavy-handed. And I'm like, "Gretch, what's up?" You know what I mean? Like, did you have a a bad, bad night or something? You know? <laughs> and so, yeah, it, it, it can go both ways. It can go both ways. But if we do get picked up, I'd like to try super minimal makeup. Well, I'll send and just you, say, hey, I, I want I will give you the contact for Aaron. Where do you shoot this thing in well, LA? In, in Albuquerque. I can't oh, yeah, do that. Yeah. I just have to tell. I just have to tell Gretchen. You know, if she's still on the show, you know, if she doesn't have another job or whatever. But you mean I, if they don't I, get I say, your I emails? Want, yeah. <laughs> but I just want to try it. Let's just do a little, if I'm tired, like get, take away some dark circles, all right? But everything else is fucking leave it. Let's just see what happens. Maybe it'll look, maybe it'll look great. Right. There's no way, maybe, you know? there's no way Clint Eastwood sat in a makeup chair for more than four minutes. No, no. <sighs> I mean, even, 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 even like, you know, Clooney, he just doesn't seem like he ever is wearing makeup. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know. So you know, I know, but you're also dealing with network TV, and it's it's what I standards it, it, and practices. A vain, a vain conversation, but you know it's fine. Hey, this is inside shit. This is inside. Nobody's ever talked about this on a podcast. No, I know. <laughs> it's true. Right. Makeup tips with Joe Buck and Oliver Hudson. Yeah, the less the better. Less is more. That's where makeup. Less is more. That's I, that should be when they walk in. You go, hey, how are you? Yeah, hey, Oliver Hudson, love you. Yes, absolutely. That's my. Yep, that's my sister. Uh huh. That's my. 
And my brother. That's right. Hey, uh, quick, quick line for you. Less is more. Okay. You got a minute and a half. Do your duty. And I am going to walk in a minute and a half. Ready? Go. I did this show. One of my first movies was called The Smokers. And, God, um, I love that movie. Were you in that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a critically acclaimed film. <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> I was in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and it was such low budget that the makeup artist was this girl who was a special effects girl. She did not do makeup. She blew shit up. And I was like, okay. And the first day we get there and there's no mirrors because you're sitting in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it's super low budget. And she's doing my makeup and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, we're going to set. And I'm going to set. And I'm, I'm at craft service and there's the truck and there's like the reflection of the metal and the truck. And I look at myself and I look like a clown, meaning it's white. Like she put white clown makeup on my face. And I am exaggerating maybe 15%. It wasn't actual clown makeup, but my face was as if I was a, a corpse. It's, it's, she might've read the call sheet wrong. Like I was corpse number one or something because <laughs> it was insane. I went into the bathroom. I just washed my face off, and that was that. And then I just said to her, I said, you know what? I'm going to go no makeup on this movie. You know, I, I don't want to do it because she obviously had I think no that was, clue. That was a wise choice. I did that this past postseason because people had memes of me from another location during the postseason looking like the aforementioned Oompa Loompa. I looked like red. <laughs> and Marty Fish, our good friend Marty Fish, who's – in a great Netflix documentary, we already talked about it, um, mm. it was sending me these memes. I'm like, hey, first of all, Marty, don't be an asshole. I don't want to see this stuff. Secondly, <laughs> the next game, I sit down in the chair, and and we're about to start, and we're, I, we do our on-camera, our little rehearsal, where it's John Smoltz and me talking. And, and I said to the camera guy I've known forever, I'm like, do I look weird Like with the makeup? He's like... Looks a little dark. Looks a little little different. And so I just set the microphone down and I just took my hands and I just yeah. literally just pushed it all <laughs> off my face as best I could. And then picked up yeah. the microphone and was on high definition television for millions of people after just yeah. smushing the makeup off my face. Never went to the bathroom, never looked at it, never whatever. But at some point, it's like my face is going to be my face. If, if it's good enough, it's mm -hmm. good enough. If you don't like it, you don't like it. My forehead's gigantic. It's gigantic. I, I'm tired of trying to make myself yeah. look like I think I am, which is about 31. I, I'm tired of trying to make myself look like that. Yeah, you can go easily just go oh natural, you know? Hell yeah. And Troy didn't play that <laughs> game either. He's like, that's why, thank God, we have Aaron's artist because yeah. we'd pick up these randos and it was like uh I'm I'm just because I would sit down first and be like, look, I'm just telling you, when Troy sits down, you have one minute. And and after a minute, he's getting up and he's walking away. Yeah. So do your best in like one minute. Stroke. Yeah. Yeah. Fire your best shot. Go. And yeah. uh, you know, I, I think there's there's some value in it. All right, we're done with that. Uh yeah, no more makeup talk. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break with more daddy issues. Uh, 
I'm like a I'm like a proud papa though that that you um, you have a show. No, yeah, it went well. You have Thank a show. You. It, went, it went well. I know, and and it, and it was a successful outing. You know, we'll see what happens next week. If we can build on that number, then we're if we can build like two weeks in a row, we're off to the races. I think. I think then we're really looking at a, a, a pick a new a pickup for season two. So this means you but don't we'll die in season one. No, but you know what's so funny? The fact that you just said that. I, I had this sort of anxiety daydream that, oh, what if they don't pick me up for season two? You know, they can easily just say, you know, thank you and no thank you. Uh, because I am the FBI guy. We do sort of solve the crime in a sense. I mean, there are loose ends. There's no doubt about it. There is room for season two, of course. But I was thinking, how do I fit in to season two? You know, I'm, and are they going to Maybe they gonna, you should be rooting against me? the show. No. I, you I, don't, I, want, it to, I, you don't I, want it to continue without I emailed you. Charlie. I emailed Charlie, you know, who... Is, he's not your boss, right? He's my boss. He's not. Yeah, yours, he's on the entertainment side, but he's he's the best. I Collier, right? Is that is that how to pronounce his last no. name? No. What Let's is it? start with calling him by his proper name. It's just Collier. What is it? It's Collier. Collier. Yeah. Well, Collier. I mean, I guarantee you, it's it's C O L L I E R. I think right. Correct. So we can keep this in. I have no qualms because I will say that Char Charlie Collier is actually French and I'm pronouncing it correctly. Oh, yeah. I-E-R is E-A. So Collier, Charlie Collier. Collier. That, well, that, Collier. So you emailed him what? Because I did that with Mark Paul Gosler's name in, in the playoffs last year. Remember that? He had some oh, show yeah. on Fox. and I'm, I, I always thought it was Mark Paul Gosselar. And the whole world went bananas on <laughs> online because I said that and then I got in touch with him and we've become friends ever since yeah. because I'm like hey sorry I screwed up your name he goes actually that's how my name is pronounced but when my family oh. came here to the United States whenever I don't know if he's Dutch or something but he, he mm -hmm. said uh, it as it actually is Gosselar and I have I have relatives who pronounce my name our name Gosselar but for mm. TV's sake, it was just Gosler, but you're right. Wow, you were correct. So take you were that. Correct. So wow. you're yeah, right. So with I, I could be correct. Yeah, and and uh, he he's so sweet, and he he really supportive of the show, and he he emailed everyone, and um, you know, and then I just said, look, I'm not, I don't want to beg you. I said, but please, you know, hire me again if this doesn't work out. Like I need that. I need to support my family. I need this. So you know, I'm really getting in his ear. Good about. Uh, my future. And I work you know. him for you too. I feel like I'm, because he's not my boss, yeah. I can just kind of come at him from the side because he'll always email. <laughs> Here, Here's the difference with Charlie. When you do what, what I do and what Troy does and what Aaron does and whatever, you just kind of go along and you do the game and you, you know, you, you take your beatings online and then you go and do another game and then you get renewed and, or you don't, I guess at some point, but, mm -hmm. and that'll happen. But, uh, but you don't really hear from bosses like, hey, the, what a great game. You really did mm -hmm. a good job with that call or that moment or whatever. And you get it once in a while. Charlie, without mm -hmm. fail, especially on Thursday nights because it's on in prime time, but he will email all of us, me, Troy, and Aaron, and say, I'm just so proud that you guys represent our network and what a great game. You guys, you know, Joe, you did this, Troy. 
and it just means so much. It's like a it's like a, yeah. a five line email that that yep. in the grand scheme of things is nothing for him to write, but it's everything to read. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's important. I mean, that's 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 a good leader, honestly. You that's know what I mean? exactly it's, right. He's a good leader for sure. And, and, and the thing is, it doesn't feel dis, disingenuous. It, it, it feels real. It doesn't feel like he's just bullshitting. No, it's he, out of nowhere. It's, he doesn't have yeah. to send that. And, and so, no. so I would say that to anybody listening to this podcast, and, and I say this all the time, obviously without a microphone in front of my face, but if, you're, if anybody's doing anything for you, I don't care if they're delivering a presentation to lock down a $15 billion contract or they're repaving your driveway, telling them, hey, great job, man. I really appreciate you doing what you're doing, mm-hmm. it, especially in this world and these times. Just positive feedback or somebody saying, hey, I appreciate what you're doing is such a it's such a lift because everybody else is you just mm-hmm. everybody's getting beaten down. And and it's it's just nice to pick people up and and nobody's above that. Nobody's above that. Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. But then there are those like myself who can't take a compliment and I've been working on that. You know, instead of deflecting when someone says, Hey man, you were great in that, or I loved you when you did this, or after a take, they're like, That that take was great, or what a great scene, or whatever. I'm always like, Yeah, yeah, no, every we were good. It was a like was was craft service open? Yeah. You know, I mean I am I'm like deflect, deflect. Instead of just looking them in the eye and saying, Hey, thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much. And in accepting it, I get uncomfortable with compliments, you know, with, with praise yeah. because I have no self-love and I have no self-worth. But I feel like most people are like that. I'm the same <laughs> way. I, we were at dinner last night down here in Cabo at a place called uh, Flora's Farm or Flora Farms. And yeah, it's Flora a, Farms. It's so a, good. such a great place. And couple people recognize me and and you could tell they were sports fans and I'm, when they come up to me I'm always I'm always guarding for the hey man why do you hate the giants hey man why mm-hmm. do you, and and it was none of that it was like hey can we just get a picture with you we love we love listening to you and it was just very genuine and nice and mm-hmm. and I, it's almost like PTSD because it's I'm I'm just waiting for the hit and I'm mm-hmm. I'm girding up for Hey, yeah, I love listening to you, but God, man, you're so tough on the Giants. It just makes my skin. I want to throw up when I hear that mm-hmm. stuff. And I've, I've met two San Francisco Giants fans last night that are typically hard on me, and they're, they were great and whatever. I, I think people do have – I think most people with some humility have a tough time accepting a genuine compliment because you're, you're yeah. harder on yourself. Yeah. And, and I you know, know you, you should are. do – you know what you should do? You should just change it up from now on. If those guys are, if someone says, you know, hey, Joe Buck, man, you know, he loves listening to whatever, but like, don't be so hard on the Giants or whatever. You need to just say like, oh, yeah, I fucking hate the Giants. Right. I mean, you just got to lean into it from now on with every team. Oh, I'm hard on the Giants because they fucking, they suck. I mean, I really hate the Giants. Right, yeah. So I'm just being truthful. I'm an honest guy on the air. And yeah, I'm glad you picked up on it because I do. I can't stand the Giants. Right, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> hey, I appreciate the compliment. You're right. Yeah, I, I, I can't be, I can't be less harsh. 
on the Giants. Yeah. Because yeah. 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 It's yeah, just yeah. who I am. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm the living my Dodgers. Truth. Dodgers suck. Always hated the Dodgers. Terrible organization. You know, I mean, so yeah, yeah you're right. Thanks. Thanks for noticing, yeah. by the way. The Cardinal uh, guy threw and through. Cardinal guy threw and through. Yeah. And anybody that's not Cardinals, I root <laughs> against. Okay. <laughs> totally. Despite how they I could mean, help ratings or, you know, further my career. You should. I bet you that's a diffuser. I bet you there's respect that is earned or gained in that moment if you were to actually spin it and do that. That would be hysterical. Yeah. Next time, try it and report yeah. back. Why do you I hate the hear. Mets? <laughs> just do. I just do. Anyway, have them. a nice night. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, did you, real quick, did you, uh, New Year's, did you, usually there's a huge party down there. Yeah, we didn't go. You know what I mean? You didn't? No, I just felt like it was too iffy with COVID and I didn't want to be in a big group and then test and try and get out of here to go do my job. I felt like just yeah, chill at home and Michelle and I caught up on Yellowstone and I was in bed by 10 oh, o'clock. Cool. Oh, great. Did you see Levine, Adam down there? No, I need to reach out to him because he said he was coming down the 4th. I don't know what day is today. I think he's there right now. Yeah. Well, it shows you how much. I mean, we were texting a lot, but if he's here, he hasn't reached back out. I don't want to bug him. I don't. My kids are here. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll go. Yeah. I'll I'll reach out, but that I'll I'll save that for the next podcast. Whatever comes of that. And how are your kids? Because I know that Wyatt was sick. Right. The last two weeks have been magical. Like last night, we were at that restaurant I talked about, and the boys went with us. We went to an early dinner so that they could go, and it was just so great. Michelle is so tremendous with her own kids, but her stepkids, and uh, Natalie's boyfriend Bobby's here, and it just it's such a great family feeling, and, and the, the love that my older daughters have for my young boys, our young boys, is just off the charts, and, it's, it's, and they love their sisters, and... Mm-hmm. You know, that walk, seeing them walk hand in hand over to the little playground at Floor Farms and, uh, you know, just all being together, having them, you know, they didn't want to take a bath when we got home. So Natalie put her swimsuit on and got in the bathtub with them. And uh, it just, the mm. little things and, and them reading books mm. to, so Natalie's reading a book to Wyatt and Wyatt's, you know, hyper. And Natalie's like, all right, this, this is the last book. Okay, Wyatt, and he goes, please just read one more after this. And she goes, Wyatt, no, this is the last book. Then he got to go to bed. And he turns to her and he goes, look into my eyes, please. <laughs> and she goes, all right, fine. And then I'm, I'm reading another, I'm reading <laughs> Spider-Man comic books with Trudy and Blake in my bed. And I was like, Blake, let me ask you a real question because I know you love Spider-Man and you love Miles. Miles is his favorite, the new Into the Spider-Verse, which is a, mm-hmm. it's a great movie. Great movie. It's it's great. It's yep. great. And and so he loves Miles the most. But I'm like, you, we're looking at this thing. It's it's like a almost like a Time magazine thing of all of Spider-Man throughout the years and Stan Lee and the different people that have played Spider-Man and the history of it. And he's just all in. I'm like... Blake, do you think Spider-Man's real? Honestly, do you think he's real? And he just took a moment and he looked at me and he went, 
no. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but it's fun, right? It's fun. To, yeah. I mean, there are no superheroes, but it's just fun to believe in somebody that can do all these great good things for people like Spider-Man. He's like, I know. I love Spider-Man. But it was just so cute. And Trudy's there. And it, it's just, I don't know, these moments, these weeks, and I'm becoming wistful and nostalgic in my 50s. But yeah. having these kids blend in with their half they, you know, Trudy wrote the boys each a letter when they turned two, which I, I can't even begin to read because I just am a puddle. But the mm -hmm. gist of it is you are not my half brothers. You're not my step, mm -hmm. whatever they are, step brothers, half brothers. You are mm -hmm. not, you are my brothers. And I will do everything I can for the rest of my life to make sure you're okay and protected. And it mm -hmm. was, mm -hmm. she wrote them both. I mean, like full page page in a you know like front and back of why they're so wow. special and who they are and the early returns on what their personalities are like and i mean it just it's the greatest indirect gift i've ever received and it, nothing will ever top that wow that's awesome that's really cool considering I mean, even considering ollie well, where how, i come how old's from trudy she's how now 22 trudy? so she was 20 okay think about that though 20 is young and you're out and, and you want to experience your life. And the last thing you're going to think about is actually taking, or so you would think, taking the time to write a front and back page letter to your half little brothers. I mean, that's very evolved and very emotional. The, you know, she's, she's her EQ is, is high. It is. And, and, you know, considering where I come from, being not only you know, the title of my book being what it is, but being kind of the impetus for my dad to leave one family and start another one and kind of the acrimony that was always there between myself and my half brothers and sisters for good reason. I, I just don't think my dad mm -hmm. handled it very well. Uh, non being non-confrontational. I, I, that was the, that was a, another kind of unintended gift I got from my mom and dad and especially my dad to see kind of how that all transpired and to go, I, if I'm ever in that position, I, ever, I never thought I was going to be a divorce guy, but if I was ever in that position, mm -hmm. I was going to kind of steer into what, like, like with the giants thing, I'm, I'm going to steer into it. I'm going to, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to, these girls are going to know that they lose no standing with me. In fact, I'm closer to them than ever and we're going to make this all work together come hell or high water and and mm -hmm. and that's where we are and so it's it's just it gives me great solace knowing that going forward as a kind of an older dad the second time around that not only do they have a a semi younger mom but younger siblings that that will look out for them you know if you're enjoying this episode of Daddy Issues, don't keep it to yourself. Please share the love and tell a friend about Daddy Issues and go subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We beg That's you. That's right. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss what's coming up right after the break. Well, what, what would you do if you found out that, like, you know, I don't know, three or four years ago, three years ago, like Natalie and I slept together. That's the fucking worst question. <laughs> what would I do? I'm just, 
What would you do? Like for real, if it's if it came out and I'm like, I, we, I didn't want to say anything because is I this didn't your be way of telling you. me? No, not yet. I mean, I'm still Nat and I are still trying to figure that out. But <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying, you know, it's like. We're, we're becoming friends. It happened. It was at Kate's party. It, it was just a stupid thing, you know, but it's no big deal. What, 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 how would you handle this? <laughs> now, I think the question, it's a great question, actually. I say it's, it's a great question. Thank you. Here's Margarita number two right on cue. Uh, oh, wow. That would be more of a question between two friends like you and me. Right, mm-hmm. like I, I, I don't know that I, I wouldn't be upset with Natalie. Mm-hmm. I would be upset that you, my friend, not only <laughs> had this five minutes with my daughter, but that you <laughs> kept it from me all these years, three years, and we've had we've yeah. we've added to our friendship yeah. over these years, and now this comes out now. I, I don't I don't know. I think that's something that if it happened, you would come to me right away and say, Man, I I, I really fucked up. I, I'm you know. No, yeah, yeah. That's that's part of the scenario here is that I, I didn't come to you right away, but I'm it had coming to you now and you know, it's it's it is what it is. I mean, would we still be friends or would you well, well how would you how would you I mean the answer to that is would we still be friends? I, I would say our friendship would be very different. It would. It would be very. Would different. I still be invited to Cabo and like the member guest and everything? No, no, no. I'm. I'd be all in on the Martinique. Uh, <laughs> really, Maxim? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No. It would I, change our friendship. It, it would definitely change our friendship. Yeah. Oh, okay. I guess it's good to know. I mean, I went on Howard Stern and answered questions about you know, did I have a thing for your sister? So. Oh yeah. I mean, but that's your sister. Yeah. That's not like Rio. It's di- it's different. Yeah, it's different. If you slept with Kate, I, I wouldn't. I honestly wouldn't. It wouldn't. I wouldn't care. I I would be like, oh my god, you did? Like, holy shit! When? Yeah, I mean, it's different. I, when it's I, your child. But I think it would be weird that I would have not said anything before now to you about that. Hmm. What if? we fell in love and like we came to you like i, I don't know it's sorry but we're you know i and then you're my like the father-in-law type vibe like would you accept that <laughs> i just i i know too much about you to to be excited for natalie <laughs> <laughs> like she would definitely answer. be trading down from bobby chapcheck <laughs> to oliver hudson despite all that goes with being a Hudson and all the, all the trappings, you know, yeah. A Greece vacation, uh, a house in Aspen, uh, a compound in in the Pacific Palisades, Mm -hmm. all these things. Great. But I think Mm -hmm. she's in for a lifetime of disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you're right. I mean, you going on fishing (laughs) trips and then she wouldn't get along with your boys at all. No, I know. Would you All right, keep... well, it's good to know. I, I like that. I like. I, like the I think answers. she'd be good for Rio. I mean, they could they could play oh, together. Yeah. Go to the playground. Yeah. 
Yeah. And for anybody being weirded yeah, I mean, out would, by this that's listening to it, my it, daughter is 25, so it's not like... Exactly. And, and Oliver's right. and, in and Hollywood, it, it, so she's way too old for him. <laughs> it would be something you would have to accept, you know, if it was true love. And I'm like, Joe, sorry it happened. And Aaron's gone and, and her and, and her and her boys, her dude's gone. And, and now we're, it's it. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you, Dad. Okay. Well, you that's know, a different scenario. I, I, yeah, then, okay. I, it would take therapy. It would take therapy. <laughs> you and I, we'd be in therapy together. <laughs> you and I would be in therapy together, and I would be an intense, <laughs> intense individual therapy to continue to not only love you as my friend, but to have a relationship with my daughter. You'd have to love me as your son, too. Ugh. Don't forget I mean, that. Aren't you kind Dad. of that already? Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I mean, did you get your shoes yet? No. No, by the way, Joe gave me the greatest present because, you know, if you have listened to this, I just, I love sneakers and and there are certain, there are certain shoes that I just won't buy because they're too expensive. And Joe, Joe got me a pair of these Travis Scott Mocha highs that is insignificant to most people listening, but... It was an amazing gesture, and, and um, I repaid him. I sent him a, a topless picture of my wife. So, you know, it seems yeah, to be I a mean, fair trade, although I, I still feel like I owe you a little bit, something, a little something more. Um, yeah, no, I think I owe <laughs> Did you Did you show another... that to Michelle, by the way? I, no. Okay. Not, not for, she... for no reason other than I just didn't think of it, but I, I okay. will. I will in the next 20 minutes, I will go show that to Michelle. No, you don't know. Don't know. But I feel like after yourself. you sent me that picture, I owe you another pair of shoes. I know. <laughs> I know. One for each boob. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. Um, when you married Natalie, and I would assume that this yeah. would be like a a union that was consummated in front of God. I mean, I, I oh yeah. Would you wear the shoes in the ceremony? Yes. Oh yeah. We do it in Cabo, for sure. Wait, who's paying you for know, it? Father of the bride, baby. No. Yeah, that's no. Tr that's traditionally that's traditionally how it works. Not not You're, not with this type situation. No, and you'll be with my best man as well. So So I will give Natalie away to you and then scurry yeah. back behind you and hand you the ring. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And you'd have and as my best man, you'd have to throw me a kick-ass bachelor party. <laughs> <laughs> this is turning into like a movie of some kind. It's kind of funny. Okay, you write the script and you and I'll star in it. And right now yes, Mar Margo's Margo's getting her was it hackles up? Cackles up? Hackles up? The excited about like trying to Oh yeah trying to facilitate the filming of this movie. You know yeah, it. I think hackles. Are you taking notes? Yeah, take yeah. notes. Yeah, I like this. I this don't feel good, good about any of it. However, Natalie is an actor, yeah, but, so I, it gives her... A, oh, we can gives, all be in it. You're a good actor. You know, I can make it happen when I want to. Natalie's great. I think this could be a really a family Who's going to do the makeup? Endeavor. Oh, this is the thing. No makeup. None of us. Not even Nat. Oh, it's very natural. raw. Oh, natural. But, but think about this pitch. Like if if you were to, if if you were to pitch 
you know, just sort of, you know, just a log line type of a pitch about two best friends. You know, one's maybe a little bit older, who has a 25 <laughs> year old daughter. They fall in love, right? And and now he now this friendship has to deal with what true love is like between his daughter. There was and a his Michael Caine movie that was very much like this back in the 80s when I was growing up. That was like a coming of age. Blame it on Rio. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Blame It on Rio was one of my first sort of sexual feelings. Yeah, mine too. Oh, God. I, I still but how remember. how old were you, like, like eight? The, I was young, man. I don't know. But wasn't she topless at points and she was on the beach? And yeah, but I don't even know who like, she was. I don't, I don't remember I don't the remember girl at all. either, but I remember she was like really the Michael Caine. Was tan. Michael Caine the... Yes. The love. Yeah, and she was young. She was young, you know, and it was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Is that why you named your know. daughter Rio? Yeah. <laughs> it is. Jesus. Uh, well, I mean, look, you never know. If Nat listens to this, let's see what, let's see what she thinks about it. She listens to it. She's listened to every show of ours because, as has Trudy, because it reminds them of being home. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Well, and now she, for Natalie, like and I'm not going to forewarn <laughs> Natalie. I'm not going to yeah. tell her that this is coming. This uh, yeah, Is it going to remind her of home because of Oliver? Or is it going to remind her of home because <laughs> I'm on? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I don't know. Nat, if you are listening, hey, you never know. You never know. Life is weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I do know, and life may be weird, but I do know. <laughs> what an asshole! Um, I you, listen. You said you had a topic. Did is there something that you wanted to discuss? That was it. Or have we already hit a? No, that was it. Oh, about, oh, it is about blending two families of kids together. Oh yes, yeah. No, well, you had a moment, you know, you had, a, it, it's, it's like what you said, it's that wistful moment where you're getting, you know, a little up in the years and you're looking at what you've created and it's all firing on all cylinders and you can't help but be extremely appreciative and grateful in that moment. Now, going down the hill from Flora Farms, that can all change, but right, right in that moment, it was as good as it could get. Well, I felt it. When we were all, it was me, Trudy, and Blake in bed, and Natalie and her boyfriend Bobby were reading to Wyatt in his bed. Michelle was cleaning up the kitchen or whatever the hell she was doing because I <laughs> laid it out on a long list of things that she had to do before turning in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we were watching Titanic. And, oh. and and when you see a ship going down right. and you see the choices that are made when they're all at the lifeboat mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and I feel like when I'm dying, I want, I want that little string quartet to play on my mm. balcony when mm. I'm going down because, hey, you're about to freeze in the North Atlantic, but you've mm -hmm. got a guy playing a cello and a violin. How bad could it be? Yeah. No, it's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah, you had a you had a nice you had a nice moment there, man. I did. You know? I did. And I told Michelle that before we drifted off to sleep. 
in our platonic state that we're in these days. And I, uh, I said, Hey, you know, this was a really special night. And she went, Oh yeah. Like dismissing it. I was like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck, Fuck you. you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, it's funny. You said the platonic state. I was, I was actually in my mind going to ask you with all the stuff going on and all the people in, in your world right now, family, I mean, do you guys get to have sex? Is there intimacy Complete roommates. or is it just like you're Complete, total roommates? Total roommates. We talked about it Why? today. I don't know. You did. Just by the end what of the was day, the you've been out in the yeah, sun too and tired. the kids and it's, you know, they're in our room in and out of the night. There's no, mon- <laughs> There's no monkey lock down here. <laughs> um, no monkey lock. Actually, we but should. Is it me? Is it? Is it mutual roommates, or are you kind of like, come on, and she's like, eh, or vice versa? I mean, I'll do, I'll or pinch she's her. Like, come on, and you're like, eh. I'll pinch her, all, you know, every once in a while, and I'll yeah. smack her, and in a good way, a loving way, yeah. like on the backside, yeah. and like, hey, come on there, kid. Yeah. Come on yeah. now. Yeah, nothing. Let's get in the game, girl. Yep. <whistles> nothing. Nothing. That may change tonight. <laughs> may not. I think it. I think you need to make a point of it. I'm actually going to text Michelle after this. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break with more Daddy Issues. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We forgot. Hmm. We're about to, we're going to say goodbye. We just forgot Juggernaut with Josh. Oh my God. Juggernaut with Josh. Hey, how we doing? How's the COVID pile going? Look at you with your tight haircut. You cotton pickle. Look at that. So things are things are better here. Things are definitely better. Are you? Did you drop some nice loads? I what? Thank you, Josh. <laughs> did you throw any did you throw any nice ropes? Okay. So I, I, I said I do have an update. I had an update uh, a couple weeks ago already, but I've finally been able to make it happen. It's happened. Oh. Well uh, well please elaborate since we've actually come to a conclusion or a climax. So let's get into how and the moments and the okay. aftermath and all of it. I, I will say the problem now that I seem to have is I, I think I need to work out more or do more cardio because I get like five seconds into it and I feel like I've just run a complete marathon. Mm. Just out of breath, yeah. just can't do anything. It just it's it's miserable. Maybe you're hyperventilating. No, no, yeah. I it feels like I've just been Yeah, I don't know. I'm out of shape. Is there anxiety I'm, anxiety attached to that, maybe? Maybe. Why don't a you try bit, being but, on the bottom? Yeah, does she ever get on top? I know we should try. We should try that. Yeah, that might help. Does she does she get on top ever, or, or is it not a lot? Not not lately. No. So I guess yeah, that's something to try. So are you you're doing a lot of the work? Yeah, but it's because it seems to work best for me. But it's like a conundrum because I, I I it like seems to go better when I do that, but it also just wears me out. Like, so the know. last time you made love, you had an orgasm. Yes. 
And how long did this love make? Can you last? wait? Hold on. For can okay. you just do us a favor, Josh, since you're in charge of the editing of this show? Yeah. Can you like put a sound effect in when when he asked you that question <laughs> and you said yes? Like like what kind of sound effect are we? I thinking? don't care. Let your mind let your mind go. All right. So so y- y- was it a long session for you? Not really. No. Wow. Well, that's a that's oh. a horse of a different color. Yes, bringing back the Wizard of Oz reference. Now all of a all of a sudden we're quick draw. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Wow. So you went from not being able to to premature ejaculating. Well, I well not. I wouldn't say it's not really premature. It's 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 pretty much right right where it needs to be. Does your wife have an orgasm as well? Yes. At the same time that you do? Not at the same time. She. she I mean, it's okay. So I guess it takes me a little bit longer than I said, but. It still doesn't take a long time. And do you make a lot of noise when you have your orgasm? Or are you sort of a silent orgasm? I'm going to totally say silent, silent assassin. I'm totally silent? silent. Oh, yeah. It's so awkward to me to make any noise whatsoever. <laughs> no, you really? should make noise, Josh. No, no, no Josh, you should so not so make weird. noise. Yes. What do you mean? You've got to, you, you're, ha- you're having an orgasm. I mean, don't you want to make some, so, so do you tell her, or are you like, Vanessa, like, I'm going to come, and then you're just like, <laughs> silent. You should not be silent. She, it's like encouraging if you make noise. I mean, I don't know. It's just weird. I can't, y- you know, I, I don't know. So when you're, when you're pumping, like, you, it's <laughs> silent. It's totally yeah. silent. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and is Vanessa silent too? Uh not not totally. No. So this but is not library like sex. Yeah, kinda, yeah. <laughs> wow. And do you do you exclaim that you are going to have an orgasm or do you just does she how does she even know if you don't tell her no, or you no, make I no say, noise? I say I say some I mean I I say that I'm you know when I'm say approaching it, say it. Okay, no. go ahead. Let's hear. Let's hear how you say it. No, say, I'm not doing I, that. Just say it. Let's say. Uh, say I'm going to. Yeah, yeah. But I just yeah, say it yeah. very matter of fact. It's just very statement like, like, like. Just say it like you would say it. No, I, I don't want to say it like I would say. <laughs> Good, say Josh. It. Josh, stick to your gun. Just say it. Josh, no, stick Josh, to your gun. Say it like you're, you. You don't what, have to what act you, it you, out. What just is like, this? This is how. Uh, this is how Scientology started. Quit the quit goading him into things. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean, it's just like there's no passion behind it. It's just like I'm gonna come. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. How about this? Do you know? Do you ever see this the show uh, uh, Beverly Hillbillies? No, mm-hmm. no, I haven't seen it. No. All right, well, you're a big YouTube guy, so just Google the theme song and mm-hmm. and just start humming okay. it and try to time the humming to the end of the song. When it goes, and up from the ground came a bubbling crude, and then boom. <laughs> Oil, okay, that okay. is. Black gold. That's good. And then Texas tea. If you're uncomfortable saying, uh, if you're uncomfortable saying, I'm going to come, just say, baby, here comes the crude. Okay. Yeah, maybe I could do that. You know, but wait, that. but wait, wait, wait a second, though. If I, if I don't, if I don't time it right, then do I need to Delay sing it, it again to sing it again in my Hell head yeah. till I get to the point till you get to the yeah and then yeah. jump to the end. Okay, play right. it on repeat in the background. Are you? Is there birth control happening? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. 
Just making sure. Why, of course. Yeah. Why don't you start a family? Oh, that's yeah, a whole other. A that's a whole other. I don't know. I, see, this is actually a good, a good question. I guess for that, I'd have for you guys. I just don't. I don't know. It just seems like we like our life how it is, and we got the birds, and we got the whole thing, and I don't know. Yeah, don't fuck it up. Yeah, look, hey, if you don't want kids, you don't want kids. It's fine. It's normal. I mean, maybe you know we will. I mean? Maybe we will in like a few years. But it's like I know the time is like running out too on that one. So till then, yeah, you well, have a bird look, sanctuary. If- Basically. Yeah, those of you who've got hundreds of kids, and and by let's start let's baby steps, okay? You're finally orgasming. Let's just let's be happy about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know well, what I started doing? You know what I started doing? Mm-hmm. I took my I started taking my Lexapro at night. Ooh, that a boy. Okay. That seems to have helped. I think. Good. Does Vanessa listen to this show? No. Good. I'm going to send this to Vanessa. Um, (laughs) Okay. Um, Well, I love that we fulfilled this juggernaut with Josh. I love that we came to a conclusion. So I think the next step that we need to make in this sexual relationship is actually adding some sound to your lovemaking. Okay. I will work on that. So, no, just try it. Just try to, like, do something. See what her reaction. Just, like... Oh, like yeah, baby, you feel good, or something like that. Let's try. How about just let's, start, let's start start with, with a penguin. Start with a start with Danny DeVito as the penguin in the Batman one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Well, thanks, Juggernaut. That was very. Uh, you know, I, I'm just glad that we came to a climax with this Juggernaut with Josh topic. It's not going away. Fans like it too much. The fans like it. It's a long time coming, if you know what I mean. They do. They um, love it. They People have commented, like, on a previous episode that you weren't on recently, and somebody left a comment like, oh, damn it, Josh isn't on. I was really looking forward to Juggernaut with Josh. They're into <laughs> it. <laughs> Oliver, why don't we teach yeah. Josh yeah. the voice we do for our wives who hate the voice. Oh, I'd love that. What, 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 what is it? it? It's like, it's like this, like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Take it. Do oh it, God, Oliver. baby. Uh, you... Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah, baby. Oh God. You feel so good. Oh Jesus. Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, don't uh, wait, whoa, 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 no, no, don't go back there. Don't go back there. Oh, oh, wait a minute. It's softer. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, fuck. Oh, my God. It's happening. It's all happening. And up from the ground came a bubbling crew. <laughs> oh, my God. Please Oil do the next is. time you have sex, please do that. Go from being totally silent to making that voice and singing that song. She'll love it. And the fact that she doesn't listen to this show means. She'll have no idea. That She's going to about... slap you. Yeah, I know. I want next next week we're checking in if you do make love this week. I want you to make a sound. I want you when you do orgasm, I want you to at least be like this. Ah, ah, just twice. Okay. Okay. By the way, I think See if what... we, if I do exactly what you guys told me, I think we'll have fixed my orgasm problem and she'll have an orgasm problem. Yes. No doubt, that's true. <laughs> Yeah. Well, then we'll get her on. Reversing things. Can she manage this show? Right. (laughs) 
All right, I got to go. I love you all. Goodbye. All right, me too. Listen to Daddy Issues on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Daddy Issues is a production of Cavalry Audio and iHeartMedia, produced by Margot Carmichael. Sound engineering and editing by Josh Windish. Executive produced by Joe Bach, Oliver Hudson, Dana Brunetti, and Keegan Rosenberger. <laughs> 